from behind. Oh, what a start this would be from 53. Loads up, goes for it! Welcome back to the Flight Plan, plotting Essence Park back to glory and fame. My name is Jasper Chelapar, and I'm joined, as always, by Todd Davey for our first episode, Toddy, of 2024. This is exciting. Oh, how exciting. And everyone's tuning in from last year that um, is worried about us putting our preparation in, putting all the work behind it. We're going to do the same <laughs> thing. There's going to be zero prep going into this. It's just going to be fun, and it's going to be a good time. There's plenty of optimism around now, um, especially from people who are in the know about what's happening right now. I've got some updates. I'm not sure if you've even seen, Jas, but it looks like some of our one draftee in particular is doing a bit of a standout in the intra club right now and could be pressing a claim for uh, selection in round one, which is a huge yep. surprise. We are recording this just um, in the morning of Saturday, the 3rd of February. So there's an intra club going on right now at the hangar, which is really exciting. And um, the boys are also heading over to Shepherd, and I don't know if you've seen this, Toddy, Monday and Tuesday um, of next week. So there's a bit going on with the club. We're only about three weeks away from practice matches. I'm going to go down to Geelong um, and check out that practice match against Geelong um, at GMHBA around late Feb, early March, and then it's into the full swing of footy. It's come around real quick. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. So I'll be at the Saints game first up so i'll be able to give a bit of a brief overview of that then you'll be at the geelong game so we'll have some men on the ground but just who i was alluding to before so scooter friend of the show is talking about archie roberts he's kicked two goals and he said he's been the standout performer from our draftees i know he was one that you really touted as a great option late in that draft that was um probably slid further than people were expecting but he he's apparently standing out really well today and pressing his claims which is awesome um and apparently got in a bit of bit of a biff with uh peter wright <laughs> in the game, which is funny to see considering their size difference. But um, yeah, the more draftees pressing their claim for a round one spot against the Hawks, the better in my opinion. That is punching above his weight. Archie's a guy who um, was captain of his school footy team. He was coached by Matthew Lloyd at Halebury. They went on to win the APS title. Um, and he's won two Sandy Dragons premierships as well. He knows how to win off a half back mostly, but playing on a wing right now for us. Kicked a couple goals in the intra-club this morning. Fantastic news. Um, it's good to see his development coming along nicely because we definitely went to the draft targeting halfback speed. So we um, really yeah, did did well to to pick him up. And then Lumon Luau as well um, from the GWV Rebels. They're really fast um, athletic types off halfback. And that's really what we've targeted. We've seen Nick Hind be training in the forwards now, Toddy. So I think it's a new wave coming through that halfback line. Yeah, I think it's the right move too. Anyone who's watched Nick Kine across his career know he played as a forward at St Kilda, so it's not anything new to him. And he kicked that winning goal against Sydney two years ago, which is um, was a pretty exciting thing. It was one of our only one wins for the year. But, um, yeah, I think he <laughs> needs to come in. I, I really do like Nick Kine, but his foot skills do let him down across halfback. And I think in the modern game, you need to have guys off that halfback flank that can hit targets and create the play. And, yeah, um, Archie looks like he could be that for us. And, um Another one that Scooter's identified, which I'm really excited about, Zave Dersma having a, apparently having a great time on the wing over there. Um, 
Scooters tweeted, Durs were having a great 10 to 15 minutes here, controlling one win. Caddy's taken three marks on the lead since joining the black team, which is obviously the, the probables versus the possibles. So that's really exciting about Durs. We had a bit of a little bit of preseason coming in, but he's going to be a huge asset for us for a team that was really crying out for some, you know, dependable wingmen and anyone that keeps Jake Kelly off on wing is good in my book. So save Durs was doing that. I'm pretty happy with it. <laughs> We haven't really gone through our um, off-season pickups, but I was really happy that we didn't give up any draft picks to get these guys. And Ben Mackay is going to be a huge addition to the back line. We know that, Toddy. And Jade Gresham looks like he's going to be a good conduit between our midfield and forward line as a as a high half forward. I hope he plays that position because that's where his smarts and run really you know gets St Kilda going in the past few years. And that's where he's played his best footy in the past, I think. And then Zave Dersma, we've desperately needed run off the wings um, we've obviously got Sam Durham out there and Nick Martin. We'll talk a little bit later about him, um, but he's going to be a really important piece for us. And he hasn't had a good couple of years at Port Adelaide. He's had injuries, but he's also been hopelessly out of form compared to his early years. Um, and I really hope we can see the best of him because he'll be a great asset for a cheap price um, if we're able to get the best out of him in, in the next couple of years. Couple draftees as well. We already already touched on Archie Roberts, Lamont Lowell. Um, I'm excited to see what he will do, but he'll play mostly in the VFL this year, I imagine. And the same goes for Vigo Vizantini, the um, young developing ruckman brother of Port Adelaide's uh, Dante, I believe it is. And then Nate Caddy is obviously the top ten pick that we have high hopes for. And I want to talk a little bit about a positional matchup. Toddy that I think we'll be discussing heavily come round one. They're very different players. I understand this, but when you've got most likely Peter Wright and two Ruckman probably locked in, that's the way Brad Scott loves to play his um football. I think it's going to come down to having Nate Caddy versus Harry Jones in the side. Where do you stand on that right now? And what do they both bring? Oh, um, I've made no, it's, it's no secret. I'm a big, Nate Caddy fan and have been since his draft year. I, I, once we looked like we were pretty pretty set to have a top 10 pick, I followed it pretty closely. And he was one guy that you and I had great discussions about leading in and you were really optimistic about what it can bring. And we already saw the athletic ability in, in that huge mark that he took that's been pretty publicised now. Um, and Harrison Jones, I, I, I was um, not advocating, but I wouldn't have been surprised if he got delisted at the end of last season, considering his injury problems and just inability to get his body right. But apparently he's had a big preseason. So it's a tough one. I, I really love the idea of bringing in fresh blood and an exciting player like Nate Caddy. But if Harry Jones is putting in the work like Cole Langford identified when he said he looks awesome throughout the preseason, I think it's got to be Jones that gets the first crack. But having said that, I want to throw it back to you as well. Um, with a limited options for rucks, I don't know if Sam Draper will be available. It might be just Toddy Goldstein that leads the ruck division. Um, can you play both of them in the round one team with maybe Jones switching through the midfield and um, and ruck division like he has been in previous years? Yeah, I mean, I would I would love to. The problem I think that arises is Brad Scott will choose Nick Bryan if he's fit and healthy because he loves the two rucks, and I'm I'm pretty confident in saying that. For me, if it's if Sam Draper's not available, which I think he um, still has a shot at it. He's integrated into main training, which is great to see. And he's hopefully over all those groin niggles because he uh, he was really set back throughout last year and it, it, it pained the team as well. Um, if Draper's not available, I'd love to see them both in the side because they are so different. And Harry Jones plays such an important link-up role. He His fitness and aerobic base there is one wood and and Nate Caddy's a guy who just leads full trust to the ball and 
plays a little bit more inside 50 than Harry Jones. So they are very different, but I think if if we go with two rucks, there's only a spot for one of them. I'd guess to start the year, Harry Jones would be the choice, but um, as it stands right now, I'd much prefer to have Nate Caddy in the side alongside Peter Wright because he can bring the ball to ground like very few at his size, about 194 centimetres. And I think when the ball hits the deck, he's also a weapon, and that's really exciting. Yeah, it's it's really interesting too. We talked about this a um, couple of days ago about Hawthorne's lack of two options down back. So potentially they could play both guys just to exploit that lack of height for Hawthorne round one and see how it goes. I'm not sure what they'll do, but um, yeah, the p- potential to bring the ball to ground puts Caddy in the box seat, like you were saying, and having a bringing a guy like Gresham in really could optimize that form line. We were crying out for Tipper to get, get himself fit and, and play last year, but it just didn't happen for him. But Gresham can, like you said, be the conduit role, but also he's he's pretty deadly around goal when he's got his eye in and he looks super fit. So, you know, forward line with those two pairing up, Caddy bringing it to ground and Gresham being a dead eye around goal would be hugely beneficial going into round one. There's another interesting positional matchup and I guess it extends more so from that third tall defender, but also a lockdown role as well. So there are a few names in this, Toddy, I'm going to throw at you. Zach Reed's getting a free run at preseason. He looks really exciting. I know that you're a big fan of him versus Kane Baldwin, my boy, who I absolutely love. His foot skills out of halfback, I thought, was a revelation last year when he played a couple of games. And then Jaden Laverty, who has been a warrior for us. He's he's held down the fort while we've been hopelessly undersized back there for about three years now. I think there's probably only room for one of these guys if we're doing... Ben Mackay and Jordan Ridley as the other tall as well, obviously. Um, and as it stands right now, I'm in the Baldwin camp. I think he deserves first crack round one. Yeah, completely agree. I want to see Zachary get some continuity and get games at senior level, but Baldwin's doing all the right things. And I didn't think he should have been dropped after last year. I thought he had a great dream time game against Jack Lewalk. So I was surprised to see him even go out, but he looks super fit and your foot, you're spot on about his foot skills. He looked great. He, it was a genuinely surprising thing to see how well he used the ball out of the back half. And he looks fit. He's big monster of a man. So I think he gets he should get first crack. And he could form a pretty formidable duo with uh big Benny McKay and Ridley potentially being that third so we can come in and affect contests. I think Kane Baldwin might be our most natural footballer on the list, Todd. The way he reads the ball in flight, his big jukes, he's probably our best mark. Uh, I, I love his foot skills because you you don't see that from a, a huge guy like him. He's only probably 193, 194, but he plays much bigger than that because he's he's just a huge, huge man. Um, and I love the idea of him alongside a guy like Ben McKay so he doesn't have to match up on the 200-plus centimetre guys. He can take that second tall. He can still intercept in the air. He's got the strength and physicality um, in one-on-one situations. And he's also a team player. And I love all of that about him. He's a reliable ball user. So he ticks a lot of boxes. He needs continuity with his football. I know the ACLs have been well-documented, but he he did get that last year in the VFL. And he looked just about our best player in the VFL. Um, So hopefully going forward, he gets a good runner in the senior side because I think he deserves it. For me, Zach Reid is the one that we need to get going this year. And hopefully he plays a lot of senior football, but I don't mind if he starts in the VFL and, and builds some confidence from there. The other role, which will be a probably a shutdown role, most of all, if we have a Redmond and a McGrath and maybe a Nick Martin off halfback, is this, this fourth tall type who 
has in the past been Jake Kelly. He got moved up onto a wing, as you alluded to just before. I think Jaden Laverde is probably um, a candidate to play a little bit smaller this year. I know that his defensive tenacity is really good. Um, I just have some misgivings about some other stuff that he does in games. And then Nick Cox as well at 200 centimetres, but he'll play much smaller than that. Toddy, where do you think that kind of shutdown role could come from? Yeah, I like the idea of Laverde, as you mentioned. I think he's a really good one-on-one player when the ball's in the air. Um, there's deficiencies there, obviously. But um, I know you, it, it might be a, the wrong way to look at it, but I think you've got to reward guys who have held the fort down for so long and give him the opportunity to put his hand up and um, play round one. Um, yeah, one-on-one, I think he's one of the better players on the list. He obviously started as a forward and was a great marking prospect. He's gone back and he gets absolutely overpowered by the bigger guys. But if he finds a matchup that suits him, he's, he judges the ball pretty well in the air and he's got some good hands. So, yeah, I think he might be the candidate. And Yeah. Like, as you mentioned, Jake Kelly, he's played that role in the past. I, I'm, I know you, you didn't really bring him up in terms of this conversation, but do you find... Do you think he's got a spot in, in that best team going forward? Because, you know, he plays that lockdown role really well, but there's not always going to be that opportunity for him. And I don't think he plays any other roles really well. That He was pretty ordinary on the wing, and it was actually exposed his lack of versatility at, at times throughout last year. But I think there is a spot for him for that lockdown medium role, but not every team has that sort of attacking football. So I'm, I'm not sure he's going to be a lock going into the 2024 season. Yeah, I, I currently don't have him in the round one lineup that I'd like to see. And that's mostly because I think he's quite he's kind of struggled as in that lockdown role. And then when he's been moved around, you feel you feel sorry for him because he's not a wingman. He's not a half forward. And he's playing a lot of those roles in training in this preseason. And I think we have much better players in those roles, especially with a Dersma and aggression coming through who are naturals in those positions and, and will give you a lot more going forward um with the footy as well. So for me Jake Kelly's not in our best side. And um, that does speak to a, a bit about the depth that we're actually building now, which is a huge positive with those free agency acquisitions. Yeah, it's interesting that we, when he came into that team, I think the second half of the season, he played a really defined lockdown role and he played his best footy, but then he got kept getting shifted around last season and it just didn't work out for him. He lost what was great about his footy and then the um, moving up to the wing was terrible. Um, yeah, I don't have him in our round one team either, but um Hopefully he can play his best footy at VFL level and give himself the opportunity to get in because he's obviously a super strong guy, very disciplined, but just needs a defined role that he can really make his own. Let's talk about some guys that we want to step up this year. Toddy, first off, I want to chat Ben Hobbs because this is the prime third-year breakout candidate. And I was having a look at some CBAs from last year and, and kind of trying to figure out where our mix was best and where we were winning our most games. And as it stood... Ben Hobbs, in the games he played, only averaged 35% of the centre bounce attendances. And for mine, that needs to be bumped up to at least 60% this year. In my predicted or hopeful round one lineup, I have him starting in the midfield with Zach Merritt and Darcy Parrish. I think that is the role that he should be having because he's a pure on-baller. He's one of our best inside on-ballers. And um, with Dylan Shield out, the, the role is right there available for him to grab because... We don't have the best midfield mix. We have two absolute stars, Zach Merritt and Darcy Parrish, but we haven't found the right midfield mix yet. And Setterfield looked really good at times and we had Hobbs and Caldwell running through there. But I think that Hobbs needs to be that inside brute. And I know he has the capacity to do it. He's still young, obviously, really young. But 
I think this is the year he steps up and really grabs that spot. Yeah, me too. And um, we spoke about this again privately about his injury free preseason, which he really hasn't had since he came to the club. So he looks super fit and um, they're completely different players. So it might surprise people to hear this, but um, Dylan Shield is such a good clearance player. So they're, they're, yeah. they're, the vital role at set of bounce is there for Ben Hobbs to step up and take that role on. And I think he can do it. I think it gives Darcy Paris the opportunity to, to break away from that midfield role of extracting the ball first touch out. And, you know, the, the sooner we can get the ball out to Zach Merritt and use his left foot to go inside 50, the better. And Ben Hobbs is awesome at extracting the footy. He's such a good prospect. And it's time that we're going to see, I think, Ben Hobbs get as many CBAs as you mentioned. 60% would be great. And we'll really see what he's capable of. We saw huge flashes last year. I mean, we spoke about that Adelaide game where he, he just looked like one of the best prospects from that draft. He was taking the ball out at will, sidestepping players and using his foot skills to a plumb. But... Yeah, I'm I'm really optimistic about what he does. He should be at the first set of bounce round one against um lying straight up against John Newcomb and we'll see what he's made of because John Newcomb himself looks super fit and strong going into that preseason. And I think um he should be the direct matchup for uh, Ben Hobbs going into that game. The other bloke I did mention there, Toddy, is Jai Coldwell, who had those Joel Selwood comparisons. He's had injuries throughout his career, soft tissue in particular. Um he, he's played pretty well off half forward, but we know well that that is not his position going forward and he needs to be a midfielder. Where That's where I think his tenacity at the coalface and his pressure, his defensive instincts as well as his extraction of the footy are all vital for us to take a next step forward. And we haven't seen the best of Jai Coldwell and I'm hoping we get to see it this year because he looks in ripping Nick. Um, and for, for now, I think he's probably in that top four or five midfield mix coming into the season. He's another one of those guys that had huge flashes and much more in terms of game impact than Hobbs. There was that game against Port Adelaide where we got beaten after the side. He was he really stood up. And then there was a game against St Kilda early in the season where he kicked a um, handful of goals and really had a huge influence. I'm really optimistic about what he brings. And, yeah, I, I, I'm i not sure about his ability to play a full game on the ball, but I might be might be mistaken given how good he's looked in the preseason. And he's been a guy who's had soft tissue injuries all the way throughout. And, Touch wood on a lot of these guys. We're talking about guys who have had injury-free preseason. So hopefully they get through to round one and put their hand up for selection. And he's a, he's a guy that has got a lot of versatility. Can go forward and kick goals, which we don't have midfielders to do that. And he's got some height too that goes with it. So I really want to see the best Jai Call in twenty twenty four. And he kind of our, our finals prospects hinges on guys like him and Archie Perkins and their ability to step up and become genuine, you know, B to A grade players in the AFL. He only had the 33% CBAs last year in games he played. I think that needs to be pumped up to at least 50% this year. Uh, do you remember that St. Kilda game early in the season? We lost it. It was their 150th anniversary game. I think it was a top four battle at that point because we were both flying um, around that mark. And Jai Coldwell, we were we were playing a horrible game, worst of the year so far, and Jai Colwell kicked two miraculous goals in the last quarter. It was unbelievable. Snaps out of congestion, running on the boundary. Um, and I I just I just think there's a little little pizzazz or something, something special about Coldwell that we haven't quite unlocked yet in large patches of games. And I think it comes with continuity and time in the midfield. And I I really, really think that he needs to be in that top five midfield mix. And he actually adds a lot to what that mix looks like going forward. Um, and I'm hoping that we get to see the best of him this year. 
Yeah, that game was the one I was alluding to before. Two great goals. And like I mentioned before, I think him and Archie Perkins are two guys that can go through the midfield and also make an impact up forward. I don't think too many other guys can do it. Darcy Parrish has shown flashes, but it's not really his go of being a marking forward and converting from set shots. But yeah, just one question for you two around Jai Caldwell. I'm trying to think of a good comparison to make between AFL players and him. I can't really think of too many guys that he really matches up to in terms of physicality and um, ability to go through the middle and go forward and kick goals. Um, yeah, I'm really struggling to find a comparison. He seems like a very unique player and yeah, just another guy that can add some versatility that I really hope can get some footy early in the season and build some confidence going into the you know middle stages and hopefully towards the finals berth. He's always given me some Luke Parker vibes in his physicality, his ability to kind of go forward and kick some goals, but we've never seen it in large patches and everyone shows flashes. Everyone's on a list for a reason. So hopefully he can make good on the promises he's shown um, so far. I think the I think it's time to talk about Nick Martin. Todd, we've delayed it enough. If this kid goes to halfback, he will be an All-Australian this year. Without without question, I think he he's gonna he will average 27, 28 touches a game. He will use the ball beautifully. He'll get forward, kick a couple goals. But we desperately need his ball use out of half back, and I'm surprised that he probably played on the wing for so long last year because he looked amazing. Don't get me wrong, he looked absolutely amazing. But we want him to be an inside midfielder, or we want him to to, to get the ball as much as possible. And for me, I think off half back is the perfect role for him right now he's still very young but man he's going to be something special if he if this role change does actually develop in 2024 looks like that's what he's been training for throughout this summer so i'm really pumped up for what he can do and yeah you've been an advocate for him being an inside midfielder since the middle of last year maybe even earlier so um i thought that would be coming this year but it looks like the halfback role is going to develop for him and outside of zach merritt i think he's probably got the best foot skills on the list and his assuredness around the contest and foot skills are going to be vital for our chances throughout the year. And I absolutely love him. And all Australian candidates should be the aspiration for him because he was pretty unlucky to miss out on the squad selection last season. So I think yeah. he's kind of in the sights now of the selectors. If he can step up again and be one of their premier halfback guys, um, yeah, he should be in the squad at least. And I'm, I'm absolutely... Absolutely certain that he's going to put his hand up and be in that squad at least if he gets a full season of footy under his belt. And finally, I'm going to let you talk about your boy Archie Perkins here. Yeah, oh, very exciting about this one. I'm very, very excited. I think I can't wait to hear what you've got to say about this after I've gone off a bit on it. But he, he he's always showing the talent and he showed some great, again, flashes. We probably need to have a little podcast before the start of the season about potential being the dirty word flashes being a, a word that we have to ban going for because it's been too much flashes and not enough substance but he's a guy that can impact games go forward and kick multiple goals and he reminds me a little bit of jake stringer the way he can impact contests but the fitness hasn't been there but entering his fourth season now fourth preseason he really should be hitting his um, athletic potential and i'm i'm really optimistic that he can come come in Play, get more CBAs, as you mentioned, not a, not a lot throughout 2023. But if he gets a chance to impact similar to Jake Stringer, put himself in the midfield and play that half-forward role, impact contests, kick goals, I really think he can be an all-straight candidate too. I, I may be jumping the gun a little bit there in terms of consistency of output, but I'm really optimistic 
full preseason, hitting his athletic stride. Yeah, I'm really, really, really bullish on what he brings to the Essendon team in 2024. I I know for a fact you are the biggest Archie Perkins fan going around and I was over at your place um, a couple of days ago, Toddy, and you had your Archie Perkins bobblehead on full display, right front and centre next to the TV. And uh, it, it's it's a really exciting third year for him. He's, oh, it's a fourth year. Jeez, fourth, fourth year. year. He's coming into a situation that he can, he can grab with both hands as a half forward, as a leading target, and then also as a midfielder. So there's that role available. We've talked about Hobbs and Caldwell, Perkins, is the other one for me that can take it with both hands and really make it his own because we know the traits that he has. He has the strongest hips just about in the league. He, he reminds me of Dusty in that regard. The way he's able to shrug off tackles and burst forward, I love. I think it's so exceptionally brilliant to have as a midfielder. The problem is, and I've banged on about this before in the past, we've never seen him as a midfielder. He's only had two or three games above 50% CBAs in his career. He missed his whole um, top age year with the Sandy Dragons due to COVID where he was going to go into the midfield. But the year before that as a bottom major, he played as a half forward and a wingman and he, he didn't go in there. So we, we've hardly ever seen him as an on-baller. But that one game against Carlton last year mid-season, Todd, where he kind of gave some pressure to Paddy Cripps. He didn't fully tag him, but he was in the CBAs for about 80% of the game. He looked exceptional around the footy. He held his own against the reigning Brownlow medalist, and he actually took him to the cleaners at times in terms of getting forward of stoppage and really making himself a target going into the forward 50. And I thought that game should be the blueprint for what he can present as a a big body defensive, but also attacking presence in the midfield where we need the two-way running and we need the physicality to go alongside Merritt and Parrish with the smaller bodies. There is so much to love about what Archie Perkins can bring. He just needs to put it all together. Yeah, that was the game I wanted to point to, as well as the North Melbourne game late in the season where he kicked the winning goal. I mean, that just shows you the mindset of the guy. He's obviously, he's been touted as a bit of a different guy around the footy club and a guy that has a different temperament to most. And that showed that he has the capability to step up in the clutch and win games off his own boot. He doesn't mind stepping up when it matters most. So they were the two games that really made me optimistic that he can step up and impact games and win games off his own boots, similar to Dustin Martin and, and Jakey Stringer. But, yeah, think think people forget about Dustin Martin. He had huge question marks over his fitness when he first entered the league. But people really didn't see him as a midfielder at all. They, he would struggle to run out games and look destined just to be a half forwarder for his whole career. But then he put in the hard work over the off-season, I think his third or fourth year, and then really started to step up and, um, I'm obviously not privy to what Essen do at the preseason, but I'm really hopeful that Archie Perkins is following a similar pathway to that and can really step up. And as you mentioned, there's some question marks over his ability to do it um, throughout. He hasn't really played at the junior level and hasn't really seen too much of it at AFL level, but there's the, the games against Carlton and then the, the impact that he had against North Melbourne in the fourth quarter. I really think that he can be that versatile guy that can win, win your clearance and then kick a goal going forward. Exactly right. Now, do you want to talk my round one lineup that I'd like to see? Because I've I've had Absolutely. it down for a while. I've wanted to post it on Twitter for a little while, but I've kept it for this special occasion of the first podcast of 2024. Here we go. So I've got seven defenders, seven forwards, and then a mix of midfielders as well with two on the bench. Let's talk about the defenders. The tools I have 
Ben Mackay, Kane Baldwin, Jordan Ridley. Nick Cox is the seventh player coming off the bench right now. And then the three runners, we've got the Red Dog, Andy McGrath, who I think led the league for most bounces last year, <laughs> and Nick Martin off a half-back flank. I think that is the perfect seven. I'd love to see. That means that Zach Reed isn't inside to start round one. I'd love to see a little bit of VFL footy first if everyone on this list is healthy. Um, and I think by round 15, he should have broken into the side and be playing consistent senior footy. Yeah, can't disagree with any of that. Maybe Nick Cox and Zach Reed will be challenging for that final spot, as you mentioned, but I, I'd go exactly how you've gone. Cox adds a little bit more versatility than Zach Reed, and he's been exposed to more senior footy, so I've got no problems with putting him forward. Um, yeah, completely agree with that uh, defensive lineup. That also means that there's no Jaden Laverde Todd, who has held down the forward, as we said before, but I think this might be a changing of the guard year, and I'd like to see it at round one because Kane Baldwin deserves his opportunity. He's been training the house down, and I'd love to see him get that first crack at centre-half back alongside Ben Mackay. Let's move into the midfield. On the wings, I've got Sammy Durham and Xavier Dersma. I don't think there's too many complaints about that one with Nick Martin off a half-back flank right now. He still may run through the wings. We actually don't know where he's going to line up to start round one, but for now, I think that sounds about right. I've also got Merritt, Hobbs, and Parrish in the midfield. And the Ruckman, as it stands, I'm assuming Draper's not going to be fit round one. Todd Goldstein in the Ruck. And I think that's a great pickup when you look at how Draper's tracking right now. Nick Bryan probably still a year or two away from being that number one Ruck. Yeah, great. Great to see um, Brad Scott. And he knows Todd Goldstein pretty well. So he knows what he's going to bring to the table. He probably wasn't expecting to play a huge amount, full season of AFL footy, but Draper going down, perfect guy to come in and step up. And Nick Bryan had a bit of a limited preseason at the start too, so maybe he doesn't get the spot straight away. But the one guy that you mentioned there first off the bat was Sammy Durham. There's been huge amounts of made from him from AFL journalists that may not be that familiar with Essendon talking about Sammy Durham when they checked him out at preseason. He looks super fit, looks really strong, and and that they say he's been a bit of an eye catcher at training. So. I'm really, really looking forward to seeing what he does on a wing. And then Xavier Dersma, I've loved him since he was at Port Adelaide. I thought he looked one of the better players of that three first-round picks that they got in these first year, and then he fell away badly. But I'm really, really hopeful that a change of senior can bring out the best of him. And he he comes straight in and adds, adds a need that we need. And, yeah, and like as you mentioned lastly, Hobbs, get him in as many CBAs as possible. And I think that that's going to be a great midfield mix going forward. Going into the forward line, Peter Wright at full forward. We were just talking a couple of days ago, Toddy, about Peter Wright going down on the eve of last season and how demoralizing that was after his breakout campaign. Fingers crossed he stays fully fit. Fingers crossed Archie Roberts doesn't beat him up at training and he um, gets back to his absolute best because he is an absolute star when he's up and going. I've also got Nate Caddy and off the bench, Harry Jones, but I'm expecting one of those spots to be Nick Bryan to start the season if Draper can't go. Um, I think Nate Caddy at centre-half forward round one would be just beautiful for all Essendon fans. It's what they deserve. It's what they need. And hopefully we get it. Those medium guys, Kyle Langford after his breakout campaign and Jake Stringer in a contract year. You know how good he is in a contract year, Toddy. I cannot wait to see what these two produce. They're our X factors in the forward line. Kyle Langford led our goal kicking and it wasn't even close last year. And then two smalls as well. Jade Gresham at high half forward and then Jai Menzi being the goal sneak. I think he really 
earned that spot um, towards the back half of last year. His pressure around the footy, um, his tackling ability, and then also his goal snake ability. There's no one quite like him on the list except probably Jaden Davey coming through, who um, hopefully can push for a section late in the year, but hopefully, you know, he just gets a clear run of it in the VFL. Geez, that mix is exciting, isn't it? We got all Australian talent in there. Kyle Langford probably unlucky to make the team this year. Uh, Jake Struger, we know him. Looks super fit too by the photos that have come out. Contract year. Um, Gresham, I yeah, I've loved him throughout his whole career. He and he looks so fit, so he's good to go. Um, Peter Wright, as you mentioned, he looks so good when he came in against Carlton in that first game, kicking five goals. But then that mix kind of got um a little bit muddled and we couldn't really find it again, recapture it. But him playing round one, we'll be able to find the best form of all these guys going in. Yeah. And John Menzi, he looks so fit too. He He's a guy that, uh, the criticism from my end, and it, it's a bit unfair as a guy coming in from um, not having as many pre-seasons as the other guys. But he looked at it, didn't look AFL body hard, but now he does. He looks really strong. These guys all yeah. look great. And I'm, I love this mix. And that can that X factor. I, I'm always a big advocate for guys who can, great contests and um, kick long range goals like he can. So he's going to be a huge benefit to this team. I, I love that forward line mix. It's the first time I've been excited by, by our forward mix justifiably. So too, for two to three years now, and there's guys who can kick goals, there's guys who can hit, hit the deck and um, create crumbing goals. It's just a great mix. And, oh, it's um, genuinely exciting going in against round one with a team that doesn't have probably the best defensive mix in the AFL. Yeah, I think there's some really good balance in that forward 50 for the first time in a long time. And Jade Gresham, I think, will really help that as well. He's not the star signing, but he is integral for the balance of this side. Um, and then, obviously, Jai Menzies just, coming just along. Just before well. we go on on that, I, I think Essen fans should seriously consider this guy a star signing. It flew under the radar just how good he was at St. Kilda at the, the latter stages of the season. His last month of footy, I'll post the stats up on Twitter so everyone can take a look. That He carried that St. Kilda half-forward line for such a long time. And I don't think he gelled really well with Ross Lyon in terms of the way their footy philosophies are going forward. But he looks so fit. He he genuinely looked like a consistent Australian forward at his early years at St. Kilda. We haven't seen it for a while from him there, but he genuinely is a star footballer. And I think we'll see it pretty early in the season for Essen. So the fans will get really excited about what he does. Yeah, I agree. And I've got... Um, in on the bench, obviously Cox was that seventh defender. Jones was that seventh forward. Jai Caldwell and Archie Perkins rotating half forward and in into the midfield as well. So uh, a midfield mix, in my opinion, of the five of Merritt, Hobbs, Parrish, Caldwell, and Perkins would be perfect for me to see. And then my sub, I currently have Elijah Sardis, which is really unlucky. Um, it's it's a tough twenty two to break into. I've also got on the outside, assuming Dylan Shield and Sam Draper aren't fit, I've got. Will Setterfield, Dyson Heppel, um, the former captain coming out of the side, uh, Matt Guelphy, who's played some good footy for us as a forward, Alan Davey as well. Hopefully he can build some consistency in the VFL. Jake Kelly, um, potentially unlucky. There's a there's a few guys like that. Nick Hind as well off the top of my head. Jaden Laverty we've um, talked about already. So it is a really difficult side to break into. I currently have Sardis as that 23rd player. Yeah, that's the way I'd probably go too. If I was going to consider a switch, it may be Jones for Sardis. He looks awesome throughout the preseason. He looks like he's put on a heap of weight. And, and an injury-free preseason, considering he, he had the knee injury early on. So we never really got to see the best of him. But he's a ball-winning, line-breaking midfielder. His time will come, though. He's only entering his second year of AFL footy. So if he's a sub, he shouldn't be so, too disheartened. He'll get 
he'll get the chance to put his hand up and play some good footy throughout the season. But that's a tough side to break into. And it hasn't been that way for Edison for you know, four to five years. We're really tough to break into. And yeah, I'm, I'm excited about round one. And I've got no no qualms of anyone you've named there. That's a perfect team on balance going into round one. And oh, it makes you fucking excited for what's going to come against the Hawks at the MCG. Yeah, and full disclaimer, of course, this is just a team I'd like to see. It's not my predicted side. So hopefully we can get something similar to this because I think that is a bloody good football team and we should deservedly be favourites going into that first game against the Hawks. Toddy, anything else to add? This has been a great little opener to the flight plan for 2024. The only thing I wanted to add is you naming that team there. How fucking good is it? that you'll not have to preface that with if he's fit, if he's fit, if he's fit. You've said it about Draper once, but you didn't even include him in the side. So it's only potential if he's fit. But fuck, it's good to have names like Nick Cox, Elijah Sardis, Jake Stringer, all these guys, Peter Wright especially. You mentioned that on the even season, how disheartening that was. But all, none of these guys are saying if they're fit. They've all had genuine full pre-seasons and, and they're ready to going to be raring to go around one. It's fucking exciting. And yeah, I can't wait for it for that first game. I can't even wait for this first preseason game against St. Kilda. We're going to see the, see these guys get to apply their traits. I can't wait to see what Ben McKay brings to this thing. He's, he's almost going to just be this plug-and-play defender that we've really sorely missed, and fuck, I can't wait to see what they do. And we're going to see someone probably put their hand up for selection that we haven't identified here. Archie Roberts might be that guy throughout the um, those preseason games. But, yeah, it's just exciting to have it. A uh, pretty healthy list going into that um, preseason period. What about yourself, man? Anything you're looking forward to seeing through this preseason, these preseason games before we hit round one? No, you're exactly right. The the health of this list, and I was looking back um, at a couple photos from our friend Charlie on Twitter about um, you know the the recovery group this time last year. The rehab group was huge. It was seven, eight, nine players, and and right now. Tex Wanganeen's out, I know, currently, but the the two best 22 players are Draper and Sheila, and that's pretty good when you consider Draper's just reintegrated into full training. It's it's so exciting to see, and, and Sheila's actually making really good progress as well. So if we can continue a preseason that's injury-free, that's going to have a huge flow-on effect to the season, especially early on where there's pressure on spots, the VFL side's up and running and they're actually winning games and um, there's just a happy culture and club being pushed forward by a second-year coach in Brad Scott. So I I think that there's a lot to look forward to for Essendon fans. And we say this every year, we're always the off-season kings. We we win the flag every single year. But this one is is really, really good to see and it's exciting because it feels like the club's doing everything right so far. So let's see how, how we go, Toddy. Perfect way to wrap things up, mate. Love it. Thank you for tuning into the first flight plan of 2024. We'll be back each week um, looking forward to and previewing each game after the round that's just gone by. So make sure to follow us and tune in on all our socials. See you soon, guys. Go Bombers.